When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Today, I'm gonna run a conversation we had with Commander's running backs coach, Randy Jordan, at a recent media day session. There was a couple weeks ago, we had the opportunity to talk to all the assistant coaches down inside the cafeteria. So you are gonna hear some background noise during this interview. Bear with it, it's okay, you'll be okay. You can still get the insight from him and it's actually still good enough audio that that you you can certainly hear him clearly what he's saying and the background noise that adds some ambiance. So just take it like that. Anyway, the whole point of it is to get some insight into the running backs, Brian Robinson, a lot on Brian Robinson, a lot on Chris Rodriguez, obviously a little bit on Antonio Gibson as well. So one of the guys that we didn't talk about was Kareem Hunt. I'm going to talk about him right now. And that's kind of why I want to run this conversation with Randy and by the way, Sam Forty from the Washington Post is also on there asking a couple of questions. Eventually, it was just Randy and I, but for the first few minutes, Sam was there as well. And then he left and went somewhere else. And then it was just Randy and I, but just for like the last half of it. Anyway, just wanted to let you know. So Sam, Sam always asks some good questions. So, so Kareem Hunt. Now, there was a report last, late last week about how the commanders were apparently quietly looking into him. And, you know, and of course you get questions like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? I would just say right now, I'd be surprised if it did. However, I'm not, not ruling anything out. I'm not shooting anything down, but I would just say I'm surprised based on what I know, which is when I talked to a couple of people over there, one person said he hadn't heard his name come up. Someone else who was definitely, definitely in the know said that he had no clue where that was coming from. Now, one thing that was pointed out to me is that Eric Bieniemy and Kareem Hunt are pretty close. So there's a nat- there's going to be a natural connection there. And, you know, if they're looking into him, well, Biennemi clearly already knows him pretty well. So I would say just kind of slow down on some of that. I don't certainly if, if anything was there, I certainly didn't get the feeling that anything was happening imminently or anything like that. Now, if Biennemi goes to them and says, hey, this is a guy that could really, really help. then of course, you have to listen. I don't know that that's happened. But again, people who are definitely in the know said they have no clue where this where that was coming from. So we'll so take a, take that for what it's worth. Anyway, one thing I would say is would it, would it even make sense? Because again, there is a relationship there. Now, to me where it would make sense is if in training camp one of these guys goes down because I don't know with with Hunt where is his game at right now? Cleveland has no interest in resigning him. I think the feeling Sounds like, and according to a couple of people I'll talk to, sounds like the Browns feel like he may have lost a step or two, but that he would be a good backup, which is what he'd have to be here. Now, 
if you're Hunt, do you want to come here? Where you know what what is your playtime going to look like? Because you know you have Brian Robinson and Gibson, and again, you have to look at. You know, when people hear Kareem Hunt, they start thinking the Chiefs Kareem Hunt. He ain't that guy anymore. So, you know, he's going to be 28 before this season starts. There's more mileage on him, et cetera. Here's a little bit thing from you look at last year. Kareem Hunt had 678 yards from scrimmage. Antonio Gibson had 899. Gibson had 46 catches, 7.7 yards per catch. Hunt had 35 for 6.0 per catch. Now, you can sit there and say, well, he played for the Browns at offense, whatever. Hey, listen. Gibson played here. All right. So you know what this offense has been like too. So, you know, if anybody had that sort of line of thinking, I think I would curb that one because the whole reason why the is here is because nobody liked that offense last year and how he was used. They want to use, see him used more. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I think that's one thing to keep in mind. And then when you look at it, like the reason I wanted to play Jordan too is and it's not it's not a video with Jordan. It is just an audio. But one one of the reasons I wanted to play it is because like listen to how he talks about a Brian Robinson and listen to how he talks about a Chris Rodriguez. Rodriguez, by the way, whom Bienemy really liked before the draft. The reason why Rodriguez is here is because of Bienemy. So understand all that. With Robinson, one of the things that Jordan talks about is like he's you know there is a couple of plays that he points to in particular about like what he can do when he gets right. And he even said that Robinson told him, you never saw what I could fully do last season. So, you know, just when, you, you know, so you have to keep that in mind. The other thing though, that, that Jordan talked about in this offense for a running back, what's important is to understand how to run routes. And so I think that's going to be, a, I think that was a key part of what they were doing this spring is really kind of getting into the route running aspect with the backs. You saw a lot of work with that before practice in individual sessions, especially with Robinson and Gibson. And then you'd see it in the group sessions and then you'd see it in team in teamwork. And that was a major point of emphasis. And with this offense, and one of the things that Jordan talked about is the need to understand route discipline and where you fit into the route scheme and why you need to be in a certain place. Because everything here, a lot of it here is predicated on creating yards after the catch. That's going to be important for receivers like a Jahan Dotson, big time. And I think Gibson is going to be a guy that can get a lot of that as well. So, you know, I think that's one of the things. Now, of course, a guy like Kareem Hunt would, would understand all of that. But is he going to be better for you than some of these other guys right now? Well, again, if somebody gets hurt in camp, of course it would make sense. But I certainly didn't get the sense that there was something like, oh, yeah, you know, there's there's all this going on. It's going to be close and watch for it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you you know didn't get any of that and and again I said you heard what I got so take that for what it's worth and um, but I also wanted to point out too with again with Gibson they're very excited about what he showed this spring again you know shorts and pads I get that but I think it's how they feel he can be used in this offense and how his talent can be maximized in this offense and you saw the spring moving him around a little bit more I know you've heard this last couple of years. But always in the spring and the fall, it didn't come to fruition the way people thought it might. Now, I think he's been a good player for them. But I also think that at times you watch me like, whoa, you know, you watch that play against Buffalo where they had the screen, took the screen for touchdowns. Like, that's pretty explosive. He still can be that guy. And so I think in this offense with this screen game, I think he can be a dangerous player for them. And you look at like, shoot, I think the versatility of the, of the sets they can run with guys like Gibson and even Robinson, 
is you can put them if, if you really want to get crazy, you could put the four tight ends out there and get one running back. And like, what do you, how are you going to counter that as a defense and who's going to cover who and what, you know, what, what package you're going to run now? I don't know how often you could really do that, but I think it, there's some affordable, you, it, I think guys like Gibson afford you that versatility, clearly a guy like Hunt would, but I think you still get that with Gibson. And I do think one of the things that Jordan talked about was Robinson catching the ball better than what he had envisioned. So you can hear all that in a minute, but I did want to point out some of that stuff. And I think when you watch Robinson, the numbers weren't always indicative of, I think, where he can get to in this game, because again, he was, you know, he was, he was coming back from a brutal situation with the gunshots. And then, then it's also, you know, not only that, but now you're, you're still learning the offense, learning how to run as an NFL player. And I'd be curious to see how he is used in the pass game. He doesn't have to be this dynamic runner, but he has to be effective with it. Because when one of the guys that Jordan talked about was a guy like Roger Craig back who played with the 49ers, for those of you who remember, was a really good pass catching back. But I think you need to be a dual threat with this with this offense um, and in, in this particular style of offense. And I think, again, a guy like Gibson can be that. Can Rodriguez be that guy? I think they hope he can develop into a guy who can be a threat on all three downs. I don't see him being like a, certainly not like Antonio Gibson, but I think he could he be a more like a little bit more like a Robinson who can be a three down guy because he learns to be a good pass catcher and pass protector. But also again, the route running is a big key. It's not just how are the hands, it's how is he at route running? And I think that's where Gibson gets a big edge because he's pretty good in that area. So just wanted to let you fill you in on all that. And again, Randy will kind of walk through some of the stuff. And I think you'll enjoy the interview with him and it gets some insight into some of these guys. But also, because it's Father's Day, I'm taping this on Father's Day. And I, I played the Sam Hall interview the other day and we talked about Father's Day. And I forgot to say to everybody out there, hey, happy Father's Day. I hope you had a great one. Listen, I'm a blessed person. I've got three great kids, healthy. And the best job that I ever could have is being a dad to them. And so like that is the number one thing that I like about it. And it's, you know, you, there's a, you, you share your love of sports of, you know, my, my youngest is a dancer is fantastic dancer there. You share a love of the arts, all that great stuff. It's great being a dad. So one of the things like for me, um, and so I just want to point that out. And I, you know, the best thing that I treasure in my life is being a dad and, and a husband anyway, but as a kid, what I remember with my own dad, you know, things weren't always great. All right. But one of the things I remember is, you know, you look back on like my career, and how did I end up in this place? And why did I have this love to go down this road to become a sports writer, to be, to cover the NFL? And what I remember when I was a kid, and I was, I'd go out in the backyard, I'd have a little Cleveland Browns helmet. I actually had a couple of different helmets. And I remember I had a Joe name of the Jets helmet as well. And I'd go in the backyard and play a pretend game by myself. And, you know, I mean, I was like four or five years old and you put the little pads on the helmet, you go run around me, dad would be out there. But then I would have him go down in the basement with me, pretend that was a locker room, and I'd have him interview me. And then I would draw on this little blue sheets of paper, some pictures of a football player, and they probably were pretty bad stick figures, but that's what it was. And I draw these squiggly lines for which was supposed to be like copy. And it was, I guess, some of the first stories I wrote, some of the first you know, media sessions I was a part of. But on this one, I was the guy being asked questions. Eventually, I realized I wasn't going to be the guy being asked the questions. I'd be the guy asking the questions. Anyways, that was kind of where a love of that was all born. And also, 
for the NFL, we had season tickets to the Browns games. And for those of you who don't know, I did grow up in Cleveland. So, you know, passionate was a grew up as a passionate fan. And that's why one of the reasons I feel like I'm really lucky is to cover a team that has a passionate fan base. And I still think that it does. I think, you know, and I think you guys will eventually be rewarded with this new ownership group. So it's why I'm happy for you that there's going to be this change anyway. So we used to have Cleveland Browns season tickets. And way back in the day, I could, I was going to games like most of the home games when I was four years old, I'd go on my dad's shoulders and because we sat in the bleachers, I'd go on the shoulders. I didn't have to have a ticket because I was a little guy. And so we just go through the turnstile and I kind of squeeze in and all that. And one of the things I always wished I could do is take my kids to games. And then I realized like, you know, life is different for me and my relationship with them was great. And it's like, I didn't have to have that. And, but it's also like, you know, you just didn't, this was my job. There's nothing you can do. And then I also remember, you know, then you look at like the cost of it now and just what goes on there. It's like, ah, I'm, I'm okay anyway, but I did treasure going to those games and it was, it's a great memory with my dad, my brothers. And, you know, so it was just something that I always, always enjoyed, but I do look back on when you look where, where you're at in your career, you look back to those early moments and like, how did you get here? Why did you get here? And that was part of what helped me learn the game, helped me grow a love for the game. And even as, and when I watched the games as a fan in the bleachers, we were halfway up and halfway across. We split the uprights. So I had my vantage point was as a safety. I grew up to play a safety. My old, One of my older brothers grew up to play safety. He played in college. So, you know, that it was just, but it, it really helped develop that love for the game and the, you know, just, it was, it was great. So, and I was, I'm happy that I had that opportunity to grow up going to a lot of NFL games and then, and leading to a career where I go to NFL games. Yes, I feel pretty lucky, but anyways, for all you fathers out there, happy father's day belated by the time you hear this. So if you have some father's day memories that you want to leave on the YouTube page, go ahead and do that and, and share away. So I just want to share some of that. So thanks for bearing with me. Now, here's my here's our conversation. Again, Sam Forty from the Washington Post was also there with me with Commander's Running Backs coach, Randy Jordan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zipline park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-23DC. 
Now open seven days a week, this is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Yeah. Excited. Uh, you know, just another year with, with B-Rod for a whole season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for a whole season. Um, and then we, we, we got AG who's uh, doing a great job, you know. And then when you, you, you talk about the addition of, of Chris uh, from Kentucky, uh, gives you some added needed depth in the position. And, and really all the guys has done a tremendous job in terms of embracing this new system in terms of not only from the run game standpoint but also from the standpoint of the, the pass game and also uh, how we practice so uh, it's been really fun uh, to watch them attack this and uh, we're just trying to continue to chop wood what's the biggest change for them to get used to in this system well, i think I, I played in this system and it's a system that goes back to Bill Walsh, you know, obviously with the West Coast system. And uh, I think the biggest thing is, is the discipline of routes. Depth, discipline, right? Being where you need to be, right? How you affect coverage. I think that's the biggest thing when you look at the system, the West Coast itself. Because you have to be in certain spots so that the spacing is such where now other guys can have success. So that's the thing that we're really trying to pound is just the discipline that it takes to be a good route runner. More than other systems? Well, I think why, that, and why would that be I, I think the this? biggest I think the biggest thing is when you, when you look at this system, traditionally it's always been friendly in terms of just the halfback being integral right. in the passing game. You go back to Roger Craig. Mr. Roger Craig, right? I mean, you look, you look at it, and if you're where you're supposed to be, right, the quarterback, to me, tight ends and running backs are, are, are such where they can be very quarterback friendly because the proximity to me, you're closer to who? You're closer to the quarterback. You know, you're talking about maybe 10, 15, 5 yards compared to you throwing the ball down the field. And so I always tell him, I said, be where you're supposed to be so that, that quarterback can account for you if he needs to in terms of uh, in the passing game. I know you, you want all your guys to be able to do everything, but I guess with the addition of Chris and the departure of JD, it, it seems, or the way that I've been thinking about it is, do you use AG now more how you use JD in the past? Does he right. kind of slide into that role? Well, I think the biggest thing is right now when I look at when I look at this, the what we're trying to do is we're not, we're trying to make the, the give these guys an opportunity to show what they can do for sure. So so when you talk about uh, a JD role, right, where he was you know he was a guy that's two minute, you know, uh, third down, all that kind of stuff. I think that will come, you know. And, and, and what I've challenged these guys, everybody has to know what to do on every situation. Right. So it could be a B-Rob, it could be an AG, it could be a J-Will, it could be, you know, it could be Chris, it could be any of those guys. I think the biggest thing is for us is to continue to chop wood, to continue to, to, to be disciplined in, in the past game, everything that we're trying to do, and that will, that will surface in its own time. But the biggest thing is making sure we master the offense. Do you think we ever saw Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson you thought you would see? Did we ever see him last year? He said, he, I, I'm just speaking for him. I, he said he, 
He's like, Coach, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see the, the the real me. I said, Well, damn it, let's see the real you this year. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, I think when you look at what he's done from the standpoint of uh, what he went through as a player, as a player, and not only the physical part, but the mental toughness that it takes to come back. Like right now, he's 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 eating, he's sleeping trying to learn the system just like everybody else is and I'm really excited to see what that he, he can do uh, with a full season and a full camp uh, behind him. What do you think like in terms of how that situation affected him what things you know um, maybe by the end of the year you were seeing and what things might you expect to see now that it'll be a year removed from that? Yeah I think I think the biggest thing is when you look at him uh, one of the things that we really liked about him was his his vision, his ability to set blocks and be able to turn a two-yard block play into a uh, six or seven-yard run. Now, for the naked eye, the, the, the viewer, uh, he just got six or seven yards. Well, shit, we only blocked for two, right? So that's something that as I, the season went along, oh, shit, that's the cut that I'm looking for. Oh, that's the patience that I'm looking for. i give you an example. When we were playing, uh, I think it was Atlanta, threw the ball to him on a little swing uh, route, oh. and, oh, yeah, and he ran, ran. I mean, like, literally, to be able to run a human being over, yeah. like, that's the hardest thing in football. You got to run a human being over, and then to move another man off a spot when you're blocking, that's, that's hard. Like, most people can't do that. So when I saw that, I was like, yep, that's what I saw. And so we're just trying to build on that in terms of, 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 of him being comfortable in the system, run game and pass game wise. Because I'm going to just tell you this, the guy catches the ball better than, than what I, yeah, he catches the ball better than, than when I watched it on tape. Because oh, really? he, was a, he was a runner. Right. And so now, you know, he's, he's catching the ball and, you know, so so we're we're not trying to put any necessarily buy in a box. We're just right, trying right. to make I sure that we're getting that. I wasn't trying to put anybody yeah. in a box. I was yeah. just thinking like, you know, he has that skill set, that background as the receiver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Chris Rodriguez, what have you? Thank what you are some of the, no what are some of the things you've seen from him so far? What stood out to you? He runs heavy. He runs heavy. It's easy. He's easy, and he's smart. He's a smart kid. I mean, I say kid. He's, he's a young man. I say but kid all the time. Uh, yeah, but he's he's got he's he's football. He's got a really high football IQ, and he he works extremely hard. Um, but you can see glimpses. He's not. But none of these guys are finished products. So the biggest thing is I stress with him is alignment, assignment, and adjustment. The three A's. A A A. It's alignment. What do I align in the formation? What's my assignment? What's my job? And then once all those two things come together and the ball snaps, the picture changes, do I have the ability to adjust? And we work on that every day. He seemed like even just watching some of the stuff at Kentucky, really decisive one cut guy. Mm -hmm. How and I know like the big thing is being physical, but like he also seems to have that aspect. Yeah. And the thing, when you say one cut, right, he he's he has a great feel for interior running. Right, right, right. Where like he can run and he'll get kind of skinny in the hole. It's yes. real subtle. Yeah. And then he he falls and he grinds out. He gets hit for three, then he falls for another three, so he gets six yards. Right. Right? Um, and, and I think when he's going to be at his best is when he has pads on, just like all of these guys. And then now you can be able to really say, oh, shoot, okay, that's why we like him so much.
that's it for this episode. Thanks to you for listening and thanks to Randy Jordan and all the other assistant coaches for their time. I'll be running some more of those interviews with some of those assistant coaches, not all of them, but a couple of them. And then I also have an interview coming up sometime, probably over this week. I'm going to play with Anthony Boone, who was Sam Howell's offseason quarterbacks coach. Had some really good insight into how, what they worked on, why, and just some some of his thoughts on how and what he knows about him. He's worked with the guy since he was a freshman in high school. He knows him pretty well. So I'll be playing that one pretty soon as well. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.